0: Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists.
1: What's up, everybody? This is AEW wrestler all-ego Ethan Page, and you're listening to The Marvelists with Peter Melnick and Eddie Wilson.
2: Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick.
0: And I'm Eddie Wilson.
2: And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and introducing our special guest... We want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them-thar
0: social medias. Yes, if we must. Did you just turn into Shatner a little bit? Sure, why not, Peter? Go right ahead.
2: Ooh, can I do a George Takei? Oh, my. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, before we get into the usual rigmarole, like I said, introducing our special guest, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. Get off the repeat button. Eh, 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 eh. Anyway, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at The Marvelists. You can find us on individual social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Peter Melnick. And Eddie is only on two social media platforms. Well, I'm also on TikTok, at Peter Melnick, but better. But, and God right, I knows guys. why. Yeah, God, yeah Yeah. Anyway. I'm on
0: the Instagram at Eddie Nine One Nine Three and traditional, regular, true blue Facebook. Look for the guy in the sunglasses, guy, and it's great because after you know going through that, looking through all the
2: Eddie Wilsons, it's not damn. that many. Well, no, there's a, there's a number of Eddie Wilsons, but I'm just looking through. I'm like, wow, he really is the only one with the sunglasses. Good for him. He stood out. But anyway, uh, I get
0: around. Maybe now there's more than one around, of me. Round, round, get around. I love Eddie, that Eddie's Beach Boy song.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway, also go on. Let's see. Tune in Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, I Radio, among many other iOS and Android listening platforms. iHeartRadio,
0: right. too. It's what I do for a living.
2: It is. You know, it pays the bills. The well, bills. some of them. But anyway, also go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, five-star
0: if you are ever, ever so inclined. inclined.
2: See, I like. Well, or reclined a, if you're really
0: uh, trying to relax for the weekend.
2: I, 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 well, everyone's working for the weekend. Well, thanks.
0: So is Loverboy. Okay. Thank you,
2: Eddie. But anyway... I enjoyed that you gave me like a little bit of a, like a pre, you know, li- preamble, little, letting me to the constitution sink, mm-hmm. uh, sink up together with this. You know, it was nice. I like that.
0: Anyway, enough um, belly meandering. up to the bar, sync up, whatever. Okay.
2: Go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, five star if you are ever so inclined. Yada yada yada. Broken ice cream machines, McDonald's, etc. Anyway, also Patreon.com/slash The Marvelous Five Stars. <clears throat> Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is, I'm off to a rousing start with this. <laughs> anyway, support The Marvelous on Patreon for as little as $3 a month to as much as... <coughs> sorry, i got to clear my throat.
0: Stay away from the mic when you do that, please. I, I know, I know. Anyway,
2: $3 gets you early access to episodes and our undying love and gratitude. You know. Thanks, slugger. Anyway, also $5 gets you everything from the $3 tier as well as new bonus shows, the... Episode-by-episode recap of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's iconic, legendary, and even fantastic run of the Fantastic Four. Yes, we are talking about all of that good stuff on there, including crossovers, tie-ins, etc., etc.
0: We call it Fantastic Voyage. You know, I got that because of a
2: Coolio song.
0: Well, it's an old sci-fi movie, too, you know.
2: but I got it for Coolio. I was listening yeah. to Julio one day on Spotify. Like, yeah,
0: And that's why we have that intro in there. Or... Yeah. yeah.
2: But anyway, also, we have the other show where Eddie talks about things he's never read before. And it is called... You haven't read that? Yes, Eddie talks about things up until that recording that he's never read until that moment, such as Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns. And in October, in honor of Spooky Season, he's doing... The Walking Dead. And... Marvel Zombies. Also... Go to belowthecollar.com slash... The Marvelists. And God willing, if you've made it this far, you are in fact dad joke immune. So get our... Dad joke immune t-shirt. t-shirt. That was a terrible sync up together. Like it, why would you just say t-shirt? Why couldn't we do like a whole
0: sentence? Jeez, Eddie. Unpredictable sometimes. That's like a, your facial hair. That'd be me. Yes, yes. It's I, there. I, it's not there. It's complicated. It is. See, it's not here.
2: Eddie, joining us on the other end of the tin cannon string... The Mandarin! All, ah. <laughs> I jumped. Anyway, joining us on the other end of the tin can string in the Great White North, we are joined with all elite wrestling's all-ego Ethan Page, and hopefully he is filled with all patience for dealing with that long, meandering intro. Click.
1: Listen, when you guys told me you were going to do a long intro, I assumed it was about how awesome I was, but it had nothing to do with me.
0: And now, here we are. (laughs) Ethan... I've been a fan. (laughs) Love to delay.
2: (laughs) Ethan, I've been a fan for a while, and I've wanted to get you on this show. I've seen you on social media extolling the virtues of the Merry Marvel Marching Society in the form of the action figures of Marvel Legends. Your collection makes me be ever so jealous because I see some of the figures you pull, and I'm just like, damn, I need that one. But how did you get into the world of Marvel?
1: Oh, I've, I've loved Marvel pretty much my whole entire life. My, uh, my father wasn't really big into comic books, but some kind of weird trade happened in his life where his buddy owed him money, and he couldn't afford to give it to him, so he gave him a giant stack of comics that were extremely valuable that I think he still has in a shoebox in his house. Uh, so as a kid, you know, it was like the forbidden fruit, So I always kind of snuck into the closet, took out the comic books and rifle through them. So they've always kind of been like this, like, mysterious thing to me. So I became obsessed with, you know, Spider-Man, the X-Men, and that turned into the cartoons. I was the perfect age for that. Then that turned into toys, and then all the toys that I had as a kid, or at least wanted as a kid, I'm now purchasing Carded now just for the nostalgia of seeing it hanging on my walls and thinking about going to Toys R Us as a kid.
0: And the immediate question I have right now is, where in the world is that shoebox?
2: See, I knew when you when I heard shoebox, I'm also thinking to myself, "Oh no, Eddie's probably upset about the condition the shoebox is in because of the funny books inside."
0: <laughs> um,
1: they're still there. I, I could probably go through them in a week or two and see if there's anything there of value. But uh, I mean, it's valuable to me just for sentimental. I'm hoping those get passed down, you know, generation to generation. But yeah. It was always cool.
2: And, you know, you mentioned, by the way, that you were raised on the X-Men animated series, Spider-Man, the animated series, all that good stuff. Were you aware that your fellow countrymen mostly did the voice acting for X-Men, the animated series?
1: No, I I, I didn't know that, but I always grew up loving Wolverine because he had his ties to Canada. Uh, Deadpool is the same. So I always thought, like, man, it's so awesome that this worldwide like, unanimously loved character just so happens to be Canadian.
2: Okay, but what are your thoughts on Alpha Flight?
1: I mean, it's all right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Man, Puck did not just get the short end of the stick.
1: Oh. Oh, come on. I mean, Wolverine also gets the short end of the stick. That's fair.
2: But in regards to, you know, the 90s nostalgia of growing up with a lot of this stuff, you mentioning, you know, trying to hunt down the uh, Toy Biz figures of, you know, our collective childhoods, just seeing that stuff again. There's oh so many cool looking designs of those card backs too.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why they're re-releasing them through Hasbro right now is just because it's iconic to people our age. I assume we're around the same age if we grew up watching that and we're into the same collectibles. Like seeing those now back in stores kind of redone and, Put on a larger scale with the six-inch figures and a higher quality and better articulation, but the same classic backing is incredible.
2: And it's funny too because like they're re-releasing some of those figures with those card backs. You know the original ones that were on there. So like you'll have Rogue, you'll have Storm, etc. But then they're also like, you know what? There's a lot of these characters that they never got figures made on these card backs. Let's throw Spider-Man 2099 on here for some reason. Or let's
1: throw uh, right.
2: Webman, which was one of those, like, that is an obscure character that I, didn't, I never thought would get an action figure, ever.
1: So, I think there's a, a business side to it, too. Not to get too nerdy, but you, you have the molds for these figures already. And some of them are so high-priced because of, you know, how rare they are or how valuable they are. Like that 2099 from the first time it was released. You try and get that on card from the series it was originally released in, and it's super expensive. Well, having the high demand, they're like, okay, well, we'll just re-release it with a different paint job and throw it in this classic backing, and now you have another hot figure. So it's smart business-wise, and they don't have to make a new mold.
2: And it's funny too because you'll see all of these cards, the original uh, Toy Biz figures. Friend of the show, Zombie Sailor Toys, he had like for like he had it on his uh, Instagram one day, and I was like, I want that so badly. It was a uh, the Wolverine in the the golden black outfit. It was like the uh, he has like the little goggles thing on. I want to say it's like a scuba suit, but I know it's not. But he had it on a Japanese yeah. card, and I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Oh,
1: international card is so cool. I have a not to not to stray away from Marvel, but I have a White Ranger Bandai from Japan with like Japanese packaging in the box. A fan sent it to me. It's like one of my favorite things. So I definitely know what you're talking about, and that that sounds like an awesome figure.
2: Well, technically, Marvel did have the Power Rangers license to make comics in 1994, 1995, so I think we can allow that.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll let it go. Thanks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, too, because, like, you know, also I'm, you know, late 80s, early 90s with, you know, that kind of stuff, and seeing the uh, the Power Rangers nostalgia, you know, it's still kicking, like, you know, Hasbro is knocking it out of the park in terms of like the retro kind of stuff. Like, they just came out with um, it was a Walmart exclusive. If you remember the Bandai figures, where you flip the switch in the back and the character's head flips to the uh, helmet and then back to yeah. the TV show. The Marvel, yeah. They yeah. had Ninjor. I want to say his name is Ninjor. Yeah, he was the blue guy. They re-released that, and I'm like, I I remember I followed Toishas on uh, Instagram, and I said to him like. That is a name I have not thought of in over 25 years. And now they're bringing I mean, it back.
1: They're, they're not only that, like, and I'll, I'll tie them in too, because technically it's all through Hasbro, so they have the license to the Marvel stuff, so we can talk about this on the podcast. So <laughs> they're, they're killing it with Marvel Legends. Now they have a whole G.I. Joe line too that is absolutely killing it. And their Lightning Collection, which is their Power ranger stuff, they're just dipping their toe into like all the b characters and all the B-list villains, and now they're going into the original movie and having all the, the ninja versions be released. It's insane, because this was everything I loved as a kid, yeah. and now I have the money to buy it. They're very smart.
2: And it's funny, too, because there's a lot of stuff. like, I guess Power Rangers, the main license is owned by Viacom, Nickelodeon. I want to see them do something with the retro games because i just got my hands like fairly recently on the super nintendo power rangers game the beat em up and power rangers the movie yeah. for the genesis which is also a beat em up and i love seeing those kind of games the fact that they're not re-releasing them on a um an online web store like you know maybe on uh xbox live arcade playstation network nintendo switch online or do something with like limited run games like that would be cool to see like you know bring it out in a in a new cartridge have, like, you know, one on the side for the Switch or the PS4 or whatever, but do something like that. And that's a big missed opportunity. Same with, like, stuff like Maximum Carnage. I want to see that again.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, especially if they can just release a download for the Switch.
2: It's it's so good. And, like, you know, I just got my hands on uh, a Retron 3 HD, and I'm using that to, you know, play the old games as well as have, like, those multi-carts where you can play, like, 200 games in one on one little cartridge and it's all that stuff. It's not crappy games. Ooh. It's like the real deal stuff, but it's emulation, so whatever.
1: I mean, maybe we'll have to talk after the podcast. Probably. <laughs> I, I'm interested in it. <laughs> Dude, there's... I, uh, my, my, my number one, like dream purchase is, I'll uh, beat em up. It's the Spider-Man cabinet. Yeah. Like, it's him, uh, Namor, Black Cat, and Hawkeye. I don't know why those characters are in it. It's so... I mean, like, I understand Black Cat and Spider-Man, and all, every villain I love is in this game.
2: It's funny because you bring that up. Doom. Well, it's funny you bring that game up because I just saw that recently on a Facebook group. I'm like, wow, that just got brought up. It's it's like the plate of shrimp kind of thing. You say plate of shrimp, and a plate of shrimp will show up or something.
1: That, that's oh, it. dude, I, no, I'm not joking. If, if the game showed up just in conversation, that's cool. But if you're saying that someone's selling one, you need to okay.
2: tell me. <laughs> 100%. Honestly, that one and the Simpsons arcade game are the two machines I would love to own in my life one day. Although Arcade One Up is like re-releasing everything, including the Simpsons,
1: so who knows? Oh man, if they re-release that Spider-Man,
2: oof. that one might be a tricky one though because that's a, it's a Sega game because Sega had the Spider-Man rights in the early, like the late '80s, early '90s, and they had that really good Spider-Man game where Kingpin is the villain. So who knows?
1: Damn,
2: we're all geeks here. Believe me, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well listen if anyone's listening to this podcast and they have a hookup with that original game in a cabinet and they're willing to throw it into their trunk and drive it across international borders <laughs> or eventually when i move to america deliver it to my house you let me know
2: again 100 percent. but although i might you know get first uh, dibs on that I'm not gonna lie you know just
1: just give me a heads contact up contact the marvelous podcast contact me personally <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's fun it's funny too because again all of this stuff you know you see so much stuff going on with marvel with the toys with the merchandise even pinball machines they're going all out with that like have you seen the guardians of the galaxy pinball machine
1: i've played it multiple times on multiple toy hunts just because it catches my eye every time it's my favorite uh, mcu movie so yeah that's a great pinball machine
2: All right, for people who are playing the marvelous bingo game at home, I'm going to bring up one of the things for you. I'm someone with a Star Lord tattoo, so believe me, I completely understand.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
2: But it's funny because with that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy pinball machine, by the way, you said multiple occasions you've seen it. You missed the opportunity to say multi-ball. Damn! (laughs) Multi-ball is a pinball term, Eddie. I'm rolling with it. That's all there is to it. Really, you're gonna? Okay, that was good too.
1: What, Steve? Have you guys played the Deadpool the Deadpool pinball?
2: I have. I played. I played that uh, two years ago at Toy Fair over at the Stern pinball booth, and it was absolutely insane
1: to see. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful pinball machine, and it's brightly colored.
2: Like Deadpool is known for red and black, but like this had like neon pink, neon purple, green. It's like
1: Deadpool. Yeah, it's very vibrant.
0: Well, you've got a Gwen Deadpool and stuff like that, so yeah, pink can play into this and in white, perhaps, oh, Gwenpool. So Gwenpool, yes, exactly.
2: Technically, she's from our world in the comic books, but I digress. It's, mm. a, it's a long, convoluted thing.
0: You thought the X-Men was convoluted. Well, Wait till you see Gwenpool. Um, <laughs> Ethan, <laughs> besides the X-Men, uh, any other favorites in comics and any that you had collected uh, growing up and stuff or maybe still have, comic book-wise?
1: Uh, well, my ultimate favorite is Spider-Man. I would say, like, him and not to jump to the other side but Batman are like my, my number one and number two
2: we can talk about the
0: distinguished competition here that's fine we do most frequently
1: and yeah it's... I mean like those two those two cartoons were the ones that I was obsessed with the most as a kid is the animated Spider-Man and Batman oh. uh, and comic books they were like if I, if I saw one that had a Spider-Man on the cover or Batman on the cover I was grabbing it
2: what was like one of the most eye-catching covers of Spider-Man for yourself growing up
1: Oh, my God. So I don't know the numbers because I'm not that dedicated to the books, But I have in my room uh, two very specific covers that I am absolutely obsessed with. One, it has uh, Reptile and uh, like the Lizard and uh, Spider-Man. He's like his mask is all ripped up. It's like beautiful. But the only colors really on the cover are both of their faces, so it's like a giant green lizard ripping apart Spider-Man's giant red mask, and it's, I think, the best cover of all time. Is that and another s- one? Is sorry, go ahead.
2: Is that the uh, Spider-Man, like adjectiveless Spider-Man by Todd McFarlane? It
0: sounds like McFarlane, yeah. And a uh, multi-issue yeah, story, that, the, I torment, think. the torment, the torment story, there you go. which mm-hmm. was
2: the first five issues of the run, and. Hachimachi. Like, some people, like, criticize that run. I love the early Todd stuff, so, like, you know, I can't get enough
0: of it.
1: I, I think his art is amazing. He's still... And, like, also that my generation same was that that's what I saw on the shelves was that version of Spider-Man. And what's the other cover? It's uh, Punisher and Spider-Man, and there's, like, a giant pink, like, um, bullseye behind them.
0: I don't know that one, Eddie. I think I do and that might be even even older.
1: It, yeah, it's like a um pretty much like a white background. Okay. And a pink like a pink target and then Spider-Man and Punisher smack dab in the middle. It's just a unique cover. I don't know, like to me, I don't know the value of any of this stuff. Yeah. I just like to look at it.
0: I I honestly think I saw recently as maybe even like a day ago and it sounds like that cover was Plate of Shrimp? Was there? No, not a plate Got a seafood hankering over there, Peter. Okay, what I'm thinking of is Spider-Man and Punisher. Not back-to-back, but kind of f- catty-corner to each other, but face- Catty-corner? <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're on an angle, so I couldn't think of whatever to properly. Anyway, you're kind of looking a little bit yeah, down all- f- the- from above. You're looking at they're them- almost side-by-side, and- side, yeah. Yeah, right, but on that corner, V-shape, perhaps, and- and yes, the white background, but your the angle is like you're looking down on them, sort of. You see them in full figure, and uh, Spidey might be shooting a web, and Punisher might have some gunfire coming out of his weapon. You know, does that sound about right? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Is it, is it 201? <laughs> <laughs> if you if, if you it, know yep, that issue, it, it is 201. Wow, that is, I saw that, a recent posting. It's not like I recall no, that no, that's number. Your, that's your secret power. Yeah, well, no, I, I somebody it was posted somewhere. I don't nope, remember who nope, on Instagram,
2: nope. yeah. Eddie. You got you got it. You got to BS that one. <laughs> no, nope. yeah,
0: yeah. Who man, man? can you, who can man? you believe
2: yeah. it? Eddie Wilson knew that offhand so well. We're retconning this, <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny too because like the you know you're mentioning though with the comics from our uh, you know growing up in the early '90s, the two cover like. There's two covers that heavily strike out for me, too, is the uh, the Venom cover done by Eric Larson, where he's holding Spider-Man's head in you know, the skull with the mask like ripped up. Alas, poor Spider-Man. I killed him well. And then the one issue again, and uh, more skulls. I don't know why. Mm. But that one where it's Spider-Man's skull with the mask in the ground. And it's I think it's from Sensational or Spectacular or something, but. They just hmm. the dynamicness of those covers really strikes you, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I I found out what number the lizard one was too. Which one? Three. Uh, it's three thirteen. Three thirteen.
2: Oh, yeah. I know which. I do know which one you're talking about. It's where the lizard is like coming right at the viewer, right? Yeah. Yep. It's like to That's, me, it's Todd. Like art. Yep. <laughs> and it's funny too because again, a lot of that '90s nostalgia of what we grew up on, we're getting a lot of like you know callbacks to, you know, popular storylines, like going back over to the Marvel Legends stuff. Age of Apocalypse, they're getting ready for the second wave, and I'm stoked for that
1: one. Dude, they're, they're like, releasing so much stuff, and 80% of it is not re-released. It's, like, new molds, new toys, new characters, new versions of the characters. Uh, And then they'll also add, like, heads that you can, like, change with old figures. They're... Everything that they should be doing for collectors our age they are these are not toys for children and, <laughs> like at all
2: and it's funny too because you know you're going to be an action figure very soon with a retro style figure and i'm imagining very soon uh jazzwares is going to be doing a uh, all elite wrestling figure of yourself that by me i can never find any all elite wrestling figures i found them in the wild twice and then they were gone but I'm looking forward to not being able to see your figure in stores, you know, by people buying it super early. So enjoy.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm I'm, really looking forward to it too. And as a toy collector and fan of wrestling and just pop culture in general, to be made into a toy is one of the coolest accomplishments that will ever happen to me. So being able to actually see one in a store, although you're saying that you haven't yeah. uh, more than twice, I actually weirdly... Ha- see them all the time it's so, so weird that yeah i i'm hoping that i'll be able to see myself in a store eventually whenever jazware decides to pull out the all ego ethan page action figure the, yeah.
2: the only ones i've seen are uh ryu and uh, or no uh, the other ladies wrestler who had a figure made she was a champion at the time and then there was you i think so and then there was um, the Bucks and the one figure of Matt Jackson where he looks really, really sleepy. But um, <laughs> in regards to a lot of the uh, the figures, too, like it, the cool realization, you'll be able to put your action figures side by side with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the Ninja, <laughs> Ninja Turtles, uh, you know, just oh, so many crossover possibilities.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like in the same aisle, you'll probably be able to see Batman and Ethan Page just chilling. <laughs> Spider Man and Ethan Page just chilling.
0: Could be. The toughest thing now you're going to have to deal with is signing these guys, whether signing the figure itself they, or with the, the Sharpie box. or signing the box. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically,
2: all us nerds, we usually have our uh, action figure signed on the box, you know, and it's a very rare moment of like, hey, sign my loose action figure. Mm-hmm. Have fun writing on their back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where you put it on a Lucy, like, You're going to sign it like Andy from Toy Story?
2: (laughs) Looks at the bottom. Wait a minute. (laughs) This isn't mine. (laughs) I'm technically obligated to give it to you. But in regards to a lot of also the, uh, you know, with Marvel, like the thing that got a lot of us back in was the movies, too, especially, you know, seeing these big budget movies, the quality of them. What are you thinking about the movies and what's the future of like phase four onward?
1: So I agree the movies is a big part of getting back into everything because they kind of re sparked a lot of the Marvel Legends stuff and making those figures popular was having all the MCU toys come out and then draw, drew everyone to that. For me, it helped with the reading too because like I had nothing, like no recollection or any memory as a kid of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So to me, that was my introduction to them. And now they're some of my favorite characters and it's my favorite MCU movie. And I've spent plenty on merchandise for Star-Lord and Drax and Thanos and all these fun characters that weren't really a big part of my childhood. And now they are because I've dove into a lot of the book.
2: The level of geek I'm gonna go with on this one. How do you prefer your Star-Lord? volume one short jacket and the duster or volume two volume two that version of the duster with the scarf and the michael jackson style jacket with the uh, flap on the front
1: so the chris jericho star lord from number two is not one of my favorites really uh, i would say yeah i know get that scarf off what are you talking about <laughs> you're a- Freaking superhero, and you're gonna wear something around your neck that could just choke you to death.
0: Might be chilly. You're an idiot. <laughs> might, what if, might, might be chilly. Might be chilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's fine. You <laughs> wear a leather jacket.
2: Very, very fair. I completely understand. <laughs>
1: and it's funny. I'm by gonna the, go with version one.
2: It's funny too because again, with the uh, Marvel Legends. Do you do any of the props, the uh, like the uh, like the Stormbreaker, the Star Lord helmet, etc.?
1: I I do own the Star Lord helmet. Um, I even own a cassette tape that if you push it plays the music. Yeah, uh, I, there's a couple props that I'm into. I have one of the gloves as well. Um, the original gauntlet.
2: The funniest thing, by the way, is you would be a do a perfect Star Lord uh, cosplay, like. I would love to see you. You know, maybe mix it up and do a, uh, do a Jonathan Garganathan uh, style. You know, uh, AEW ring entrance where you have the, uh, like the Star Lord kind, like even the burgundy color or whatever. I don't know, but like go from there, figure something out. You know.
1: Yeah, I would love it too. Maybe maybe if there's ever a good guy Ethan Page, we'll see if that universe ever happens.
2: But it's funny too because like you know on our end you know, uh, Eddie got like a couple of the. Uh, Legends props, right? You got the, uh you got mjolnir you got Iron Man's helmet and Cap's shield. Yes. And yet, when I got the Gauntlet, your reaction was, "Yeah, that's too far. I'm not doing this." I'm like,
0: "Really?" It didn't suit any my purpose. I, mean, I was supposed to get a earlier uh, version of that, the the bright yellow one, but that didn't happen. Well, no, it didn't. <laughs> but yet you yeah, drew... wait.
1: They didn't. Re- they didn't release. Uh... Like a comic book
2: version, did they? Nope, not... They they have, like, a bank that you can get. Right, right. Yeah. Or you can, you know, just, like, buy, you know, a yellow uh, glove at the uh, supermarket, put some rhinestones on it, pretend oh, you you're go. Neil Diamond, you know.
0: Like you're doing <laughs> kitchen work <laughs> no, and you wait. have...
2: way.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not a DIY project. Get out
0: of here. <laughs> well, that would be... I have not seen a DIY... Infinity Gauntlet. I have seen it. And, and, like, they're really bad, but they're amazingly bad. You yeah, know? Go, well. It's a good
2: bad. It's, yeah, it's like the power
1: glove. It's mm-hmm. so bad.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I think they
1: I think they released, like, a, just, like, a, a very basic plastic glove. Like, um, you know those Hulk hands?
2: Hell yeah. So,
1: yeah, I kind of like that. I think they released a bright yellow version of that. But I know they have the two movie props. Uh, the original gauntlet, and then you were saying they have the Nanotech gauntlet as well.
2: See, I like the Nano one a little bit more, because Hasbro, again, they go all out with that kind of stuff, where they include little Easter eggs. So, like, have you heard about, like, the different uh, sound effects it'll give if you do certain uh, combinations? No way. Okay, so, you take your middle finger, you take your, uh, thumb, Sir. And you, (laughs) you take those together, you put them together and it'll do the uh the snapping and then you hear the i know it sounds just like no right way now. i was really good in uh the police academy movies doing all those sound effects by the yeah. way so great you know
1: <laughs> but do you and... think the do you think the first one does that too
2: i know that i no, it does not because i was looking into that if you do the uh the do horns it'll do another sound and if you do i think the uh the uh, the devil horns but with the thumb on the side as well it does a sound too but like there's little hidden easter eggs in there that you know somebody pointed out in like a Facebook group I'm in I'm like oh that's cool I'm gonna try that and then I did and I'm like that's oh this is cool, cool. Mm-hmm. it's again the attention to detail and the, the amount that these people care about what they're putting out like big shout out to the guys over you know the Marvel Legends team uh, Dwight and Ryan and all them and Mr. Stevie there's just, like, oh-so-much great stuff that they're doing.
1: Yes, thank you. Ethan Page is very grateful that you take all of my money.
2: <laughs> oh, believe me. Mar- Marvel has oh-so-much of my money, and... <sighs>
0: Eddie, you too, right? We can happily watch it go... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, just th- <laughs> Thanos snap that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you're pretty much, then, I would say, Ethan, up on all the Marvel movies, but is there any thing or... One in particular, maybe that you didn't know, wasn't too um, up to snuff with. That is disappointed with, or not didn't think was as good as maybe it could have been done. That's a random question. Yeah, Guardians but... of the Galaxy too. You so, didn't oh, like
1: that one? Mm-hmm. No, I did not like it.
2: Oh
0: man, I love that one. That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> you are a heel, oh, man. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't like the second one. Uh, to, to me, it, it didn't have the same charm as the first. I get. That. Uh, I don't know if it, they. I don't know what, what it was, the story, or I don't, I don't know if I didn't really care for Ego the villain. I just, To me, it did not play the same as the first. I'm really hoping and have high hopes for the third.
2: Eddie, why did you uh, open up this can of worms?
1: Yeah.
0: That's what I do. That's yeah. how, how I roll. I'm sad. You, well, you know, you'll, you'll be all right.
2: I probably will. Boom. Hey, I'm happy
1: again.
0: There we
2: go. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because uh, one of the... With a lot of the movies, by the way, have you seen uh, Shang-Chi yet?
1: Yes, honestly, one of my favorites in the entire, ever, like, MCU movies. I'm contemplating
2: seeing it, uh, as of this recording, for a third time, going for uh, a IMAX screening version of it, because I just need to now, you know? Got to see it every way, shape, or form.
1: Dude, I'm not joking. I left that movie, like, jaw-slacked because I was blown away. I also, like, I grew up watching martial arts movies with my dad, so before he even like gets anything and he's doing all these fight scenes in the first half of the movie, I was like, this is incredible. Just, just the fight scene on the bus alone is worth seeing the movie a million times.
2: And just the way everything is structured, the way, like, I said it during my first viewing of the movie, when they go to that far-off land and it becomes like this, the pacing of it was not that strong for me on the first viewing. Second time watching it, though, I'm like, damn, this moves fast. Like, the movie's almost over.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it, I, to me, it flowed so nice. Like, I was just waiting. I'm like, okay, when is this guy going to get trained? Or when is this guy going to get his powers? Like, what, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. You're halfway through the movie. And I was like, damn, the way they told the story, they set everything up so perfectly to really give you, like, a great final
0: finish. Well, you know what? Now that we brought up that movie, I want to bring this up because as we tend to try to do, when we see a new Marvel movie, we do a podcast about it and talk points back and forth. What I didn't mention was, you know, at some point you see where in the fight that you've been waiting to get to and the transfer of power, sort of from the rings turning, being from blue to to gold. It, it was I don't know if it was anticlimactic that all of a sudden, all right, they just changed from one to the other and there was nothing to like. Okay, this is where he's going to get the, do you think the he rings. Like a sound effect or something, like a bum bum bum, like like they chose him. <laughs> they they. they I was a little, like, not disappointed, well, like poke- Come on. I thought something more spectacular would have happened to say, okay, now I'm going from the senior to the junior, uh, or the, the younger person here.
2: There was, like, a PowerPoint presentation in between. They're like, and now let's commence the transition of
0: power from the, this oh, guy yeah, to him. It's like turning the tassel on your mortarboard when oh, you graduate. I'm just, it just flipped the switch, and boom, okay, it went from this to this. Uh, see, this is your problem over here. This doll
2: was set to evil. <gasps> but <laughs> Simpson's reference. you can't, <laughs> can't can't go wrong with them. But I would say overall with uh Shang-Chi, it's, it's just one of those movies where I'm kind of stoked to do rewatchings of this. I know in uh they said like 45 days after the movie's release it's going to be hitting Disney Plus, so thank God.
1: <laughs> oh, wicked. So that's hmm.
2: I don't know how it's going to go with you guys up north uh and you guys have st- uh the Star thing, don't you? Yeah, we have stars How is that? Because, like, I've seen, like, some of the variety. Like, you guys have Futurama
1: on there. I'm like, seriously? It, it's pretty good. I, I, like, I would say if I'm looking for a movie that I liked from the 90s uh, that maybe wasn't, like, a big box office movie, but I remember it, it's probably on there. It's, it's... The, the app for me is amazing, but we don't have the option to do, like, uh, what is it, ESPN and Hulu? Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't have that option.
2: I just will never forget the day they had a in the United States. There was like a glitch in the system, and I guess all of the uh, thumbnails and everything for like the Hulu shows snuck over onto Disney Plus. So like somebody's flipping through Disney Plus, and all of a sudden you see the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on like a cartoon show. I'm like, I want to watch this.
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a good so- uh, sunny title uh, for that one. The gang accidentally ends up on Disney Plus. Yeah, good enough. Yeah. But <laughs> but it's funny because there's a lot, again, a lot of cool content that we're getting in the next few years, especially with the Marvel universe. You got the net you got the I was gonna say the Netflix, but you got the uh Disney Plus shows that are gonna be happening. What is one of the characters on that wave that you're the most excited for? You got Ms. Marvel, you got the new Hawkeye series, you got
1: Mooney, you got
2: Did I say She Hulk? Well, say she Hulk again.
1: So I'm trying to actually find a Moon Knight book that is nearly impossible and i'm not spending a hundred dollars on it it's too crazy um because i'm so excited for what they're about to release with him i want to read something before i watch it you've Uh, come to the right place i'm more i'm really sorry
2: you've come to the right place because i'm a moon knight aficionado oh for real yes moon knight moon knight was one of the uh, books back in 2011 that was what kind of attracted me into getting back into marvel i see the character i'm like. That's cool. And then somebody goes, oh, he's like Batman. I'm like, oh. eh." And they go, no, he's like bipolar, split personality Batman. I'm like, okay, you have my attention now. So
1: which which, which book did you read?
2: So I, I always will go like the super hipster route of like the older ones are the best ones. But they are. But if you want something for a more modern palette in terms of like, hey, I want something faster action, all that good stuff. Go with the 2006 Charles, uh, Charles Houston run, I believe, and it delves into the Civil War element where, you know, he has to pick a side. You got that. Then you got the uh, 2013 or 14 run where it introduces the Mr. Knight persona where he's got, like, a suit and tie and he's, like, a forensic scientist and stuff. It's weird stuff, but it's good. Then shout-out to a friend of the show, Max Bemis of the band Say Anything. He did a run on the series that... I enjoy it as well. It's it's introduces a main villain for Mooney to have other than Bushman, um, and I'm trying to think. There was another one that I recommend. Uh, the current run by Jed McKay. It's you know two issues in. I cannot recommend that enough.
1: Oh okay. So yeah. I just so for me for me I I, I refuse to read anything digital.
2: Mm-hmm. It depends. Yeah, you know I just
1: can't I can't do it. I can't I can't I just can't. I think it's because of what I do for work. Like I'm constantly on social media, and like the the screen is just to me, it's just a negative thing in my life. So, like to sit and watch something on an iPad, no chance. Uh, I'm always editing, so I'm always staring at stuff. So for me to read, I'd like to disconnect from everything. Well, the next everyone's been telling me to get Marvel app, but. I just
2: can't do it. It is worth it, though. But I, I do get where you're coming from with the whole, you know, you want to, like, separate from that for a little bit of time, you know, and going with a physical yeah. media. I completely understand. But there are two people in uh, the All Elite Wrestling locker room that I recommend talking to as well, uh, friends of the show, Christopher Daniels and Shane Hagadorn. Hagadorn is an expert of Marvel as well, so, yeah. Well,
1: I, well Christopher Daniels is the one that keeps pitching this uh, Marvel app.
2: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> he th- th- honestly though, I just, you know, I've been using the unlimited with the new update to the app and like it was funny for years um you were only allowed to have 12 books for offline. You know, cuz that's clearly unlimited. But they changed it up now where like you can download as much as humanly possible. So I have sitting on mine right now uh Devil Dinosaur, the Fantastic 4 from the 60s and then uh Frank Miller's Daredevil, which by the way, that's a masterpiece that I cannot recommend enough.
1: Yeah. I think I've read that one just a really long time ago.
2: So good. But let's see what else. Uh, you know, it's funny, though, that with all the action figures and everything coming out with uh, Marvel, you mentioned the MCU figures earlier. Isn't it cool to see they're finally, like, upping their game on the quality of the head scans?
1: Oh, my God. They, they, they look like it's right out of the movie. Especially, like, like I was saying originally, when they were releasing them, uh, to kind of get people into Marvel Legends, you're right; they weren't as good. But now they're re-releasing ones from, like, they did a whole wave that was Walmart exclusive from the first Avengers movie, all amazing.
2: And it's it's funny because there's uh what's it called? Uh, have you delved into the Hot Toys uh, realm? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, especially for your wallet. I'm both sorry for both of you. I yeah. You I've wanted be. to. I've wanted to, but I can't do it.
1: Uh, so. Oh man, I don't want to make you hate me But have my birthday's coming up in a couple days And I have um, A very nice relationship With Sideshow Collectibles And they just sent me today uh, An Iron Man That is strictly Like gold And uh, rose gold And light gold oh, that's cool. oh my god It's one of the most beautiful hot toys I've ever seen in my entire life
2: Utilizing rose gold a on piece there of art well, utilizing the rose rose gold on there, do you think it comes with a pumpkin spice latte as well? You know, very basic. I kind of like that idea.
1: Pumpkin. You know what, bro? You know what, bro? <laughs> it will convince my wife to let me display it in a living room. That's how beautiful it is.
0: Oh, well, the rose gold was the clincher because it's out now in regular ladies' jewelry and stuff. So, yeah. I think
2: Yeah, it, exactly. I think it's so cool, though, the quality of how these sculpts go, though, of the legends where they're on par with a hot toy lately. Like, that... The whole X-Men wave, and this is the level of dork I was when I was at Toy Fair sitting for the presentation. And, like, some of the Hasbro team sees us, you know, where we're sitting there in the audience. I'm sitting there, and they do the reveal of the Fox figures, and you just hear me go, oh, wow! (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, God, I really can't believe I just did that. But, like, when I saw a huge jacked man's face on the big screen, I'm just like, they're finally doing it. Those crazy bastards are finally doing it. (laughs) and then i saw the and deadpool and very well the deadpool one is the best one though in my opinion like that is a perfect sculpt and like i
1: ah yeah it is it is literally plucked from the movie and i think like i actually have a deadpool hot toy from the first movie a friend of I mine has like one as well the Those marvel nice. legends just as much
2: see i've seen so many hot toys and i'm just like i would i do wanna fall down that rabbit hole because like they have payment plans which is nice <laughs> But
1: you know what okay, I Okay, should... listen, the fact that a, the fact that a toy has a payment plan <laughs> yeah. there's a problem. There's a problem there.
2: It's funny too. Listen, be...
1: This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. This is what I'm gonna say. This is my advice to anyone that is crazy enough to want to start a hot toys collection. You can do whatever you want. But I suggest the only hot toys you buy are the ones you can pay for right away. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Again, 100%, I agree with that. I'm also... <laughs> with uh, the Marvel Legends, it's funny, though, because a friend of mine, uh, Daiko of uh, Stark Contrast, she remarked to me, she's like... I told her, I'm like, I'm only going to get Guardians of the Galaxy figures and uh, X-Men animated series outfits. Yeah, that didn't happen. Okay. So go and this is for Marvel Legends or Hot Toys? Marvel Legends. With Hot Toys, if I ever decide okay. to get one, it's I own I have to like really limit myself to just, you know, Star Lord. That's just it. No one else.
1: Okay. Okay. So so okay. So I got the um I wanna say this is from Infinity War, the Star Lord Hot Toy. And it comes with uh like the Doctor Strange magic like He's making, like, little floors for him to run on.
2: I love that. I've seen that figure, the poses for that.
1: Yes, I love it because it comes with uh, his guns and bubbles coming out of it Mm -hmm. from the scene with Thanos, and I have that Thanos hot toy as well, so there's, like, a little, you know, scene I've got going on in the man cave. (laughs) But I do have to give uh, a plug to Sideshow Collectibles because they make their own Twelve, or sorry, one-six scale twelve-inch figures with like cloth and uh, changeable accessories. They have animated series: Cyclops, Gambit, and Wolverine, and they are freaking amazing.
2: Have you seen the Mondo collectibles though of uh, Wolverine, where he's holding that picture frame of Scott or of Scott and Jean?
1: Ugh. Yes, in the box, in in display, he's laying on the bed.
2: I love that. I think it's like, again, the meme dream is supreme. You know, they find ways to like acknowledge all of that. Like I'm waiting for the day. Like, you know, they do an action figure two pack of uh, Wolverine punching Scott in the gut, you know, from that legendary moment of the first episode. I love that. I love the little, uh, it's not really the greatest animation, but the eh, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. But it's, it's funny because again, you know, there's so much that there is out there with this, you know? And, like, I feel like this, I'll be honest, this episode would warrant a second part. Just, just you know, honestly. <laughs> because on all ends, we haven't even covered the Vidja games. Think
1: about that. Well, I know. I'm, I'm I'm currently trying to hunt down a PS5 so I can replay the Spider-Man remastered. And, uh well, my wife's really the one that wants it because there's some game that is coming out she's interested in, but... Uh, the Spider-Man games I could talk about, and I grew up with the Sega Genesis, so there is a plethora of video games, specifically the uh, Spider-Man, X-Men crossover games with Arcade as the villain.
2: And it's funny because like a lot of those games, you know, the, the games from that time period, they still hold up very well for the most part. You know, you have, like, the X-Men versus Street Fighter. You have Marvel versus Capcom 1 and 2. Which, by the way, which do you prefer more, 1 or 2?
1: Um, Honestly, I don't really have a preference, to be honest.
2: 2 was so much fun, though, in terms of like that wide variety of a roster,
1: you know? I was going to say, they had a lot more characters. Uh, have you played the most recent one that came out?
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my answer to that you game.
1: Into, you weren't into it? You, just, I... you didn't like that weird, super Ultron dude?
2: I gotta give it another try, to be completely honest. Like, I don't
1: know, I liked... It's not that fun. It's yeah. just a fun matcher for me. Like,
2: I mean, I liked uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because you got Deadpool in there using the status bar as a literal weapon in the game. Just, stuff yeah. like, it's so great. And, like, again, you know, there's so much that you can do with these games and incorporating the massive Marvel mythos, including things such as, you know... When we were growing up as kids, did you ever play the uh, Super Nintendo Infinity War, uh, War of the Gems? What? No. You, oh, so it's a beat up <laughs> game. Uh, side-scrolling, strides, ugh, easy for me to say. Side-scrolling up game in the vein of Double Dragon, uh, Final Fight, and all that stuff. And it's for the Super Nintendo. And you can play as Wolverine, Gambit, Iron Man, Hulk, and Spidey and it involves the whole Infinity uh, Gauntlet saga from the uh, self-titled uh, comic.
1: Yo, I love Gambit, but why is he in there?
2: People loved Gambit at the time. You know, it was the 90s.
1: Yeah, that's a... That's a I'm, we're trying to sell this game move.
2: Wait, wait no. I th- no, he's in... Sorry, he's in the X-Men game,
1: but I think it was... I was going to say, yes. He's, he's in the X-Men game where the first uh, level is on the Savage Land. Uh, so that's that the genesis amazing.
2: That, that's the genesis there's a Super Nintendo one where it's yeah. a completely different game involving Apocalypse and that game that game slaps I love that game
1: damn I need to get a Super Nintendo
2: dude there are so many games uh, comic related games for those systems that I did not even realize exist like there's a Wildcats game Jim Lee's Wildcats and it's surprisingly okay I can't really you know Whoa. build it up it's like it's okay it's a game um Then you got, like, you know, what's his name? Jim Valentino's uh, Shadowhawk from Image Comics. That was a game that was supposed to come out, never got officially released. Then the prototype ROM got released as a game from a limited company, and Jim Valentino heard and he's like, oh, you want to sell that, my stuff? (laughs) I'm suing you. And it didn't go through. (laughs) But it's, again, just, there's so much cool stuff. And, again, it's, it's such a cool time to be a fan of this stuff, isn't it? Especially discovering
1: this stuff. Well, if you guys want to do a part two, you just got to talk to my man who's on the line listening right now (laughs) and you can set it up with AEW because anytime I get to talk about fun stuff like this, I'm always into
2: it. Absolutely. Ethan, just got to say big thank you for doing today's episode with us.
1: Oh, I was happy to do it. When this came up to me and it was offered, I just saw the word Marvel and I jumped at it (laughs) and you guys ended up being two awesome, cool dudes. So this was a, a pleasure and a treat. Thank you guys for having me.
2: And are, By the way, since uh, this episode is happening beforehand, are you going to be at the Arthur Ashe show in Queens on Wednesday, uh, the whatever date it is?
1: Am I going to be at Arthur Ashe? I'm wrestling Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Well, I'll be there. I'll be cheering you on. Awesome. You'll be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: are dozens of us. Dozens of us.
1: Yeah, you're right. Dozens. <laughs> anyway,
2: Ethan, how can people get a hold of you on social media?
1: Uh, the best way for me is just to go to my website, playedbyjulian.com, uh, playedbyjulian.com. That's where I have my weekly vlog that comes out every single Wednesday where I take you behind the scenes of a uh, professional wrestler's life. And then every Sunday, this will be more for the nerds like myself, uh, I release a toy hunt video. So while I'm traveling through North America... In my Speedo, I'm checking out local toy shops and hunting for all the fun stuff I have, and I always bring guests with me. So wrestlers from AEW, wrestlers from the independent scene. Uh, I've done many toy hunts with uh, a fellow friend, uh, Dan Hampton. So we've got some fun content going up there, and everything's on my website. Uh, and my most active social media is definitely Twitter. So if you're looking for some interaction that's your best shot, I have a Patreon as well. So, yeah, I'm all over and Page, you'll find it.
2: I got a minorly detour real quick. You mentioned Danhausen. First off, very nice, very evil. Uh, one of the things that yes. you guys all did—the Arby's thing—could you elaborate to all of us what that was? I was seeing the pictures on social media, and I'm just like,
1: Arby's? Yes, of course. I will happily explain to you what Fat Food Fest was. Uh, so I'm a big like foodie, because I was well overweight for 80% of my wrestling career. So for me, food has always been something that's tried to ruin my life. So now I celebrate it as much as I can um, in healthier ways, where I eat up to 20,000 calories in one day, and I film it and make a video for people. So it's very fun. Uh, In St. Louis, we all did an independent event. And after the event, we had locals kind of point us in the right direction of all the hot spots and all the sweets, all the ice creams, and Arby's jumped on board and sent us some uh, meat sweatsuits and some gift cards to purchase and gave us uh, a gimmick name and a faction name and a list of things to order, and off we went. We filmed the whole thing. It's one of my favorite videos I've ever done. Uh, Over 50,000 people have enjoyed it and are requesting for part two. So if you have the time, go check out Fat Food Fest uh, on my YouTube channel. Amazing.
0: I don't even know where to go from there, but... I think <laughs> sweeping the nation.
2: Just alone, you saying 20,000 calories in one day, and I got excited because I added an extra 1,000 to my uh, intake yesterday working out. I'm like, oh, i get to eat a little bit more. But 20,000, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm not comfortable by the end of the day, and the worst part is it's like half the stuff I eat, I don't even record because I'm just not thinking about it. And then I'm, I'll push it till midnight because in my mind, that's just how my brain works the end of the day is eleven fifty nine point whatever. Mm. So I'm going as far as I can.
2: Right on. Ethan, an absolute pleasure.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm all ego Ethan Page. And I'm Eddie Wilson, Excelsior. It's Obsessed with Marvel, Ethan Page edition. Ethan, thanks. And hopefully we'll get some right here. <sighs> okay.
1: <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not going to get any right.
0: All right. That's a good way to go into it. Then if you get any, it's like a, oh, plus. Bonus. Eric, question 2207. What sound does bug make due to a Ooh. tough membrane in his throat? I know this. Yeah, tick. Or it's click. not tick. It's, it's click. bug. All right. The choices mm. are... And this, Dunk if we're not ice. sure, is bug from the Micronauts. The, the, if I can get these right, wheat as nope. in W H E E T. Waug, W A U G H. That's Howard Thudok. Okay, snick, not the claws of Wolverine. It's S N I K or tick, T I K. That's, wait, yeah, that's tick. Yes, and not the tick. So spoon. Uh, again,
1: uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go with because you said it before he even said the option.
2: I've been reading Micronauts, so I'm just like, hell yeah, I know this one. Oh, so, Peter, you
0: didn't know that before you didn't, before the Micronauts? You no, know, because he shows up in the Annihilation stories, Eddie, so I knew it even before then. The answer is D, Tick. I say yes. I knew that yeah. right from the
2: beginning. Annihilation is dope. I really love that story. And you
0: have to read, uh, you know, you have to read Tick as you're reading what, is, what Bug is saying. Yeah. So it just kind of goes with the convert... Sensational flow. Mm -hmm. Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. 228, and somebody's going to have that as a cosplay one day? Oh, my God. Oh, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. 228, I know, I meant to say that on the last time you said that. Question 2284, which member of Power Pack was known as Starstreak? I don't know this one. I don't think I do either. But is it Julie, Alex, Katie, or Julie and Katie? Again, which member of Power Pack was known as Starstreak? Julie, Alex, Katie, or Julie and Katie? Who are three people who have never been in my kitchen, Alex? Mm hmm. This is Katie? Pure guess. So, I-,
1: I have no idea what you're even talking about. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, D because why would they give two options if yeah. it wasn't two options?
0: Honestly, I was going to say, just as a guess, why not? Star Streak, I don't recall. I did read some Power Pack when it first came out and have to finish that run. But, yeah, all right, so really perhaps to. Julie and Katie and going with letter D again. Yes! We are two for two, and hey! I just I just jinxed it. We're two for two. I do
2: okay. love, by the way, that everyone on this show always points that one thing out of. That's a weird answer. Or, That's a weird choice. I think it's that one. Every single time. Well, and it's true. Mostly. And what? I'm the dummy that just goes, oh, Katie. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you, you,
1: you went, <laughs> That's all right. Katie? Listen, I'll carry I'll carry the team, guys.
0: It's okay. Well, uh, you're probably the only one who could. Um, Question number 67. What is true about the blue area of the moon, which first appeared in Fantastic Four number 13? I read that. We read that. Not together, of course. We didn't take turns. Eddie, you read this word. We finish each other's sandwiches, but this, we draw the line. We do. All right. What is true about the blue area of the moon? It has an atmosphere with enough oxygen to sustain life. It is the home of the Watcher. It was once the site of the inhuman city of Attila, or all answers are correct. All. Let's do this again. What's true about the blue area of the moon from Fantastic Four, number 13, first appearance? It has enough. It has an atmosphere with enough oxygen to sustain life. It is the home of the Watcher. It was once the site of the inhuman city of Attila. Or all answers are correct. This is
2: old all right. Yeah, I would say so.
0: We're gonna go with letter D a third time. Yes, D is not for dummies right now. Triple D. Hell no, Eddie, stop that. Way to I I can't believe this. This is amazing. <laughs> I don't think we've had this much of a streak since uh, a little while ago when Ethan talked about being in the Speedo. No, um, something like that. <laughs> whatever works, I you know, or whatever it takes. Oh, by the
2: way, just a, an aside, today, as of this recording on September 17th, is yes. the
0: birthday of a friend of the show, Danny Fingeroth. And Elvira. And Danny Fingeroth. Yeah, she's 70. He's somewhere in that neighborhood. No, I don't know. Happy birthday, Danny, and Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It's not my birthday until December, but I appreciate it. And mine passed. So anyway, (laughs) 1,467. Armbar. I knew that was happening. All right. Phone 467 says, how many issues did the original Hulk series run? Six. Can I please (laughs) give the choices? I like knowing answers, Eddie. Good for you. Your choices are 10, 6, 12, or 5.
1: Well, I mean, I guess we have to go with
0: 6. Because he jumped all over that, right, Ethan? Uh, I just want to win. I don't care who gets (laughs) (laughs) We're all together in this one. All right, so let's go with letter B, 6. That is correct. I'm going to have to, I don't know, 4 out of 4? How did this happen?
2: Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you remember, at the opening of this contest, Ethan had said,
0: we'll probably lose. No, he said I won't get any rights. Oh, that, yes. Rewind. See? Thank you, Ethan. Should we go for a fifth? Because I think I need a drink. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Five for five. It. Five for fighting. Um, it's a group or a hockey thing. Yeah. Ain't uh, no Superman. Th- yeah, okay. Or whatever the song was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you stew on that one. Uh, Be- shout out to Be- stew, stewing it beef? podcast. Mm-hmm. Beef stew? stew, yes. If you prefer, unless you like the veggie. I love chunkies for football Ch- players and me. <gasps> Two, three, four, six. This could do. This could do us in, probably. Um, because anyway, who or what was Horace Grabsheed? Why That's did a, you do this to us, Eddie? Anyway? <laughs> this is a name. Horace Grabsheed. Last name spelled G-R-A-B-S-H-E-I-D. Who was who or what was Horace Grabsheed? A Golden Age Timely Comics artist. The Blue Bullet. The real name of Marvel Boy's father, or the real name of Dr. Reinstein of the Super Soldier Project. I have to go. My planet needs me. All right. Again, who or what was Horace Grabsheed? Golden Age Timely Comics artist? The Blue Bullet. The real name of Marvel Boy's father or the real name of Dr. Reinstein of the Super Soldier Project. Ethan, I think we both should agree on this. Eddie is the only one who can answer it. And (laughs) you and myself, we've left undefeated in this one today. (laughs) What's this guy's name again? Horace, as in H-O-R-A-C-E, Horace Grabsheed. There aren't any more Horaces lately in the world. I know a Horace. He's a friend. But this doesn't apply.
2: I love that you know a Horace. Uh, I don't yeah. know.
0: It's yeah. I don't know if I want to say it's a toss between the real name of Ethan. Do you know any I... Horaces? Mm-hmm. No. Weird, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. any. Golden Age, Timely Comics artist. That's really going back, and that's just a wild guess. So it's letter A. I and mean, it is the '40s, so there are probably a lot of Horaces. Letter back then. A. Let's see. No, it's not. The answer is letter C. The real name of Marvel Boy's father, and still undefeated on our end. <laughs> <laughs> So you say, that's a wrap. Thank you again.